Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. You guys, I am so thrilled for today's conversation because if you have been following me, Uh, for any amount of time, or if you've read Hustle, Believe, Receive, then you already know what a fangirl I am of my guest today, Sherry Salata. Uh, She actually played a big role in in a very important manifestation um, for me that I'll share in a little bit. Um, I just, I love this woman. I love what she brings to um, the universe, which she has you know, impacted my life with as the executive producer of the Oprah show um, and how she's embraced me the last two years. I just feel so lucky to be having this conversation and just share it with the world. Everybody, welcome to the show, Sherry Salata. I'm so happy to be on your very own show. That's amazing. I know. I know. I finally, you know, you inspired me. I've, uh, you know, been reading your book and listening to it both. I need, like, the hard copy so I can do my underlining and, you know, little notes in the margins. Um, oh, but for then God's I sake, listen Sarah, to I'll send on my you walk. one. I'll send you one. Oh, my God, one. I have I'll it. You. No, 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 I I'll... have it. It's in front okay. of me. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm underlining good. it. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, um, I'm so obsessed with it because, you know, I'm, I just turned 45 uh, actually last weekend, and so I resonate with so much of um, what you're talking about in the beautiful no, and, and I can't wait to get into it. But before we do all of that, I'd love to have everyone just start out sharing a little bit of their story. I know most people um, are going to know you from the Oprah show and from your amazing uh, podcast, The Sharing Nancy Show. Um, but for those of you who don't and maybe don't know how your amazing career started, can you take us way back? Uh, and just tell us, like, where you started and how you got oh, here. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it certainly was not a straight road, as you well know. It was a windy, mm-hmm. twisty, turny series of false starts, uh, mistakes, um, wrong choices, staying too long, um, going the wrong direction right out of college. So um, I'm an Iowa Hawkeye, and, and, and I didn't really have a real plan after graduating, um, I, I didn't have a, um, a, a defined dream. Um, I, I knew I wanted to be significant, but I think at the time I, I saw that as having a snappy business card with a snappy title and a little briefcase and going off to the office every day, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And that just launched me down a series of, I mean, of course, now I look back and I see, oh, you know, it was I was I was sorting some things out, but at the time, you know, it, it can be quite painful. Where every 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 job you take, you end up realizing this isn't it. Now I got to move on. This isn't it. Now I've got to move on. But I got a big break when I was around 27, and um, I got hired by my friend's uh, fiance, who was an executive producer at an advertising agency, and. Uh, he hired me as, it was called a secretary then, um, and he hired me and, and basically trained me how to produce. And, and we were producing television commercials, and, and I fell in love. Like, I knew, oh, 
You're a producer. That's what mm-hmm. you are. Um, I knew I was in, I was in my lane. And, and then uh, about six years later, I, um, through a series of wild coincidences, ended up in an entry-level position uh, producing commercials for the Oprah Winfrey Show at Harpo Studios. Which is just so amazing and, and is really kind of where the title of your book comes from, The Beautiful No. Can you tell us yeah. about that experience? Because yeah. I think so many people are so afraid of no and don't know what to you know, oftentimes think maybe that's the universe yeah. telling me I shouldn't go that direction. Yeah. But it was really pivotal you know, for you, wasn't it? You have to be a bit of a conspirer. You know, that, that, that's what I've decided, that I'm going to conspire with the universe to create this dream life of mine. And, and, and how, how are you to be um, – uh, the conspiring in, involves, you know, having certain paths light up. And understanding what a no is, is nope, nope, that's not the way. That's not the dream you say you want. So um, I had, early on, I had um, applied just on a lark. Um, I had sent in my resume and my little VHS of my commercials to the Oprah Winfrey Show, and I had gotten soundly rejected. And, and I understood because producing television commercials we used to do it on film um it was you know it took three months to do a 30 second spot at at, in television you're turning those out overnight so it was a different discipline and um the the person in charge at the time wasn't interested in my skills so i went back out and i was like okay well maybe i'll be happier in advertising if i work at a better agency on better clients so i was um um, I, I, I was, you know, I had, I, had, I had left my position, my safe and secure position, in order to work on better clients as a freelancer, and now I was running out of money because I, I wasn't a very good freelancer. It means you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're dialing yeah. for dollars. You're, you're constantly drumming up work. So um, I had a huge interview at a big agency in Chicago, and the guy nearly hired me in the room. You're exactly what we're looking for. I'm going to pay you a ton of money. I'm going to make you super senior on all the senior accounts. And as it turns out, my friends and I um, celebrated my new, my new job, my new big-time job, a little too, little too soon. We popped the sh- champagne corks a little too soon because a week later I got a form letter from the HR department saying, I'm sorry, we're not hiring at this time. Oh, God. So, so close, I, I and then it pretty gets devastated. Away. Yeah. yeah. So, so by then I'm 35. I haven't really figured out what I'm going to do. I have no money. Um, I have about five or six little teeny weeny 401ks because I keep leaving positions, and I really was was about as low as I've ever been. I felt like a failure. I felt like I was mm-hmm. behind everybody mm-hmm. else. I, I, I felt like, you know, dreams don't come true, you know. Right. I'm over, it, it was, I'm over the hill. I'm 35. It's yeah, it was, it was a very, very sad state of affairs. And, um, you know, it's the, the dirty ponytail laying in sweatpants watching soap operas eating potato chips. That was kind of the, the if you want to visualize my state, that's, that was it. And I had run out probably – they had just put a McDonald's down the street from me, and I was still I was 
still eating burgers at the time, so I was probably down getting some some comfort food and came home and um, there was a message on my machine that, hey, this is the Oprah Winfrey Show. We were cleaning out a closet and found your resume and your reel. Will you come in and freelance for us? Oh, my God. And that was the beginning of my 20-year career um, at the show and at Harpo Studios and ultimately at Own the Network. But it was only a few years later, and maybe it was even like four or five, um, when I realized, oh, my God, if I had gotten that big advertising job, um, which paid probably twice what Harpo Studios was paying me, I never would have left that security after having felt so insecure and unstable to go take a chance at the Oprah show. I never would have done it. So Especially because it would have been such a big was, pay cut. Yeah. It would, and, and, and it would have been too scary. I would have been too afraid. Right. Um, and I just realized that that no I got was the most beautiful no I had ever gotten in my life. And then Absolutely. I started to think, well, maybe this is how it works. Maybe that's the, the no's aren't like rejections. The no's are just, nope, go this way, nope, go this way. It's, it's almost like the universe has its hands on our back, like, nope, nope, this way, this way, to the left, nope, 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 to the right. And I, I, I've come to realize when you internalize that perspective, everything changes. You start to everything. feel lucky instead of defeated you start to feel like everything's possible and you're getting special divine guidance rather than life is just beating you down it's a very different way of moving through the world oh my god that's such a better way to move through the world and i I absolutely agree with you i think those uh those no's are almost the universe making a decision for us because maybe they knew we weren't able to make it on our own. And so it's like, yeah, I'm going to close that door so you don't get tempted. And instead I have this one right behind. And there's so much I love about that story that I can relate to personally. And that just goes so along with what I know to be true, which is many times our ultimate dream comes in the 11th hour, right? In, in a way that we would just never expect that had been what six years you said you know so you weren't like waiting by the phone for a call from Harpo at that yeah point. it was quite it a while moved on, you know, it's you know? so funny yeah. I don't remember what the the time lag was but the time lag was enough where I was shocked <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe it I couldn't believe yeah. it and a new, new a new person had come to run the department and and she wanted more imagey stuff, more of an adverto- advertising kind of eye. It was just crazy how everything lined up in in its own perfect time. And had yes. I known that, so true. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have um, I wouldn't have fretted so much. I feel mm-hmm. I feel like from 21 to 35, you know, 80 percent of the time I was fretting. I was just fretting and filled with anxiety and. And, and as, as if worrying, I was going to worry my way to success, which, which yep. we know that that really isn't how it works. So it might have been the better message would have been, how about this, 21-year-old Sherry, meditate twice a day, make sure you're doing yoga and a workout every day, uh, have a plant-based diet, and look for, look for the positive in everything. 
and see what happens. Absolutely, because I, I what's that quote by uh, I think it's Pablo, not Pablo Neruda, but um, from The Alchemist, where he says the universe is expi- or conspiring in your favor, and I love in that your idea. Favor, yes, yes, in your favor, like everything that's happening, nothing is random. All of those kind of puzzle pieces that click into place that feel like at once kind of almost magically that groundwork has been set, you know, sometimes years in advance. Like it it was for you and it has been for me in many different instances, you know, sometimes we're we're working so hard on a dream or or so focused on it and we, we see it coming true just one way. And a lot of times that can like close our vision down and, and being open and understanding, Hey, the universe can see my future when I can't and it's not going to put anything together that is not in my best interest. And that is just such a beautiful example of that. Um, So you, you had mentioned what you would tell the younger Sherry. I'm curious, this book is such a beautiful uh, self-discovery. I feel like almost um, of what this stage of life has been for you, you know, post the show and creating your own entrepreneurial journey and um, a beautiful platform uh, for both you and, and Nancy to share what is really important to you at this stage, right? Um, what would you tell the 40-year-old version of you, the one that maybe is just going through that transition? I'm not sure time-wise where that was, but I think there's women just really have this sense of like, oh, my God, it's all over. If I don't have my career. Well, listen, I wouldn't even allow now that, it's that done. language. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't even allow that language in my vocabulary. So, so once I took a hold of things at 56 and, and made a decision, I was 56 years old. I had just left OWN. I was, you know, building my, my new thing, but I also was taking real stock of my life and saying, wow, in some areas you, you just excel. It's off the charts. It's dream come true. And some, it's horrible. You know, you're stressed. You're, you're overweight. You have not taken care of your health. You know, everybody else comes first. Your job always comes before anything that, that's um, beneficial personally to you. And, and I definitely had that moment saying, how am I going to define this next half? You know, let's say I'm lucky enough to, 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 make, it to make it to 100. How, what, what's now? Are, you know, have my glory yeah. days already happened? Or was that just the basis for my next glorious journey? Mm-hmm. And, and that would require me, number one, not ever feeling like ever allowing myself to tell the story where something's not possible, that something's too late, that that's never going to happen, because the truth is I am the creator of this experience. And if I don't like something, I can think differently, tell a new story, create a new vibration, and change it. Absolutely. You, you said uh, in the book you're talking about a conversation that you and Nancy had about that kind of creation of your next chapter where both of you are kind of going through similar stages of, okay, what's next? What is that vision going to look like? Um, and you said we had that conviction that is never, ever, ever, ever too late to make the rest of our dreams come true. 
And I want every listener to pause and rewind that. It is never, well, ever, listen. ever. Okay, Put it on so, your mirror. So this is what happened to, to Nancy, who is one of my nearest and dearest of 30 years and my podcast co-host. So her big dream, her unfulfilled dream, was, was romantic love. She had been divorced for decades. She had been out doing online dating with very little success, like lots of dates, not, nothing really interesting coming of it. And, and almost feeling like giving up. You know, there were, there were a few moments where yep. I could just tell it was just, it was too wearying, you know. And she likes putting on a lipstick and a kitten heel and going to meet somebody for a drink. I do not. So <laughs> she liked it, but I could tell it was, it, it was wearing her down. And, and finally she just kind of released and let go. She is engaged right now to be married to a man she met uh, online last August, who is absolutely wonderful. Oh, my like, God, I'm like, so excited, too, because I'm going to have her on so the show. so wonderful next. that I can't I, wait to talk about it. I went to visit her in Seattle and, say, and said, um, so have you met anybody? She said, yeah, yeah, there's this one guy. We've had a couple glasses of wine. I go, tell me about him. She told, and I, and I, and I love the, the details of stories, so I'm digging all the details out of her story. I go, oh, he's the one. She's like, what? I go, he's the one. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, he's the one. I, I could just tell. And, oh, you know, so love that. that is, it, it's like, what is your dream? Do you want to have your own business? Do you want to fall in love? Do you want to be in the, you know, in your tip-top health condition? Do you want to just feel more joy? You know, it's all possible, no matter, no matter where you're at. Absolutely. And you have to set that vision. And that's what I love so much about that story is the two of you sitting there and really being conscious about what do we want? We know it's not over. You know, we've had very successful careers up to this point, but now we have the luxury of what we've learned in those careers to then do whatever it is that we're passionate about. So what is that? And I think, you know, many people struggle with that step too. Well, man, I just don't even know where to begin. I don't know what I'm good at, all of that. But creating that vision um, and I love how you said you guys did your, your boards, too. You sit in your dining room, which I was so lucky to sit in that dining room we and um, talk about boards, too. I'm like, oh, my God, that was the dining room. Um, that was so fun. You know, and so talk to us a little bit about how do you create a vision for a next chapter? Lots of women are going to really resonate with that because it just seems so, oh, where do I start, you know, when it's a, a transition well, phase in your life? You know, you know like um, – Breaking it, well, first of all, understand this, that almost always you're the one putting the limits on yourself. There's no outside jury box telling you you can only have so much. You can only accomplish so much. You can only be so much. It's it's all in your head. So Uh understanding, that's what I remind myself is that just remember you're, you're very human and practice tendency to put a drop ceiling on your own dreams. And so be, be conscious of that so you can constantly challenge yourself to say, is that as big as my dream is? Is my, is my dream any bigger than that? Like, like, like here's what we do, and you know this from, from, from your work, that we're like, right. okay, you know, I'm not going to be able to find a house like this. So at least if it could just have this, like already we're talking in scarcity. Yes. Back. 
You know, yes. I'd really love to meet the perfect man, but, you know, he's probably already going to be blah, blah, blah and have a bunch of this and this isn't going to be difficult and he's not going to want to move here. And, you know, like we are, we are talking our dreams out of coming true. That's oh what we do. God, We're so speaking true. our we dreams out of coming time. true. Instead yeah, of speaking our dreams into true and truth into our, into our lives. And, and literally, we're, we're, we're speaking our lives into being all the time. So that's the first thing I would say is just, just very tenderly and, um, and, 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 and soothingly understand that you already have, you have some barriers to happiness going on. You have some limits Absolutely. where you're only yep. just going to allow yourself so much happiness. And, and your real work is to soften those limits so you can break through to a whole nother level. And that just Absolutely. really is paying attention. And getting to know, getting to know yourself, and you said um, in the book about, you talk about the bravery it takes to want it. And it, that has stuck with me, and I swear I like quote that all the time, because it really does take bravery to, to want a big dream. There's something really scary about it. There's something very vulnerable about it. Um, I always tell people when they they make their future boards, you should kind of feel naked in front of the world. That sensation, like it's pretty scary. The great news is that only lasts about a week, and then you get used to it. And it doesn't stay that way. But but I love that you acknowledged that it does take us being brave and saying, "Hey, I do want something different for myself," and that doesn't mean that I'm ungrateful for what I've built up to this point or, you know, what I've manifested up to this point, but I want to constantly keep growing and keep wanting more. And how do you, uh, I guess, balance that with, or did you have any feelings of, um, oh, does that make me selfish? Does that make me ungrateful? I feel like a lot of people have those blocks where it's like, yeah. uh, I want more. Well, I'm you know, person. I had... Those, those, that, that kind of thing I had already worked on. I've been a student of Abraham Hicks for 15 years, and I, and I had come to understand that we, we, have, we have corrupted um, the concept of selfish because we're supposed to be selfish. We're, we're, yeah. we're in charge yeah. of ourselves, and everybody else is in charge of themselves. So, so your first order of business in terms of your offering to the world, your offering to your community, your offering to your loved ones, is to manage yourself, which is take care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, so you are a font of, of, of positive vibration and goodness, you know, so you can inspire and uplift everybody in your path. You know, when you think about it, um, but but what but but the way we've corrupted that is that and it's and it's really mostly um, um, been applied culturally to women that we just have to serve until we're ready to drop. We have mm-hmm. to give of ourselves until we're ready to drop. We have to volunteer until we're ready to drop. And underneath all that giving ourselves away is a level of resentment that's so deep. And, and don't you know, we're vibrating that out all over the place. We're exhausted, we're stressed, 
we're resentful, we're, we, we, yep. we say yes when we really want to say no, none of that is a positive con- contribution to the other people in our lives and to the, you know, and to the world. So, you know, the concept of being selfish, that you are willing to step up and take responsibility for your own happiness, that is, that is a very powerful spiritual concept. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm teaching my kids, you know, that same thing of how important it is to, to get to know yourself, to take care of yourself, to do the things that make you happy, to do the things that you enjoy, to self-advocate, all the things I wish I knew before I was 35, <laughs> you know, that I, yeah. that I literally started uh, learning through watching Oprah. So really quick, I just have to share this, this story with you and our listeners of just the, the massive impact that you've had on my life that has, honest to God, led so much to the the fact that I'm here today even having this conversation. Um, and and it kind of, for me, people always ask me, okay, you know, what self-help books did you read and whatever? And I had never, I didn't know even what self-help was, to be honest. Like the only exposure I ever had was watching the, you know, the Daily Oprah show um, back in the day when it was on. And it was actually watching her show that I found out that my ex was having an affair. It was on that day. I remember it was like, I don't know, some some expert talking about like the signs of how you tell if your mate's cheating or something. And it was so crazy because I remember in that moment, I was like, I don't have to watch the show today. I can like put it on mute. And like my, my twins were like barely a year old. So I was in survival mode anyway. You know, I was like folding laundry or whatever. Um, and the universe works in mysterious ways, does it not? And I remember I glanced over and one of the tips was uh, if they're hiding their phone or if they always put their phone face down, and it just went in and out, you know, because I wasn't in the space to hear it. But it stuck enough that when he got home a couple hours later, I was like, oh, that is weird. I don't, I don't remember the last time I saw his phone. And it was like in that second that I just knew. I knew everything. It was the craziest thing. It was completely out of body. Um, and so literally from that moment on, um, I mean, you've had such an impact in my life. And, and when I learned about vision boards was on the shows that you guys did um, about that. And that was another one of the things that came back to me as I started building my life. I was like, wait, what was that show about? And how are they talking about you could change your thoughts? And, you know, I remember Louise Hay saying, you can, you can change your thoughts on one of those conversations. And to me, I thought that was ludicrous. I was like, what is she talking about? I don't understand that. Um, so I just want to say, like, the work that you did was such a massive impact on, you know, everything that I do and I teach now, and it was, I'm sure, for millions and millions of other people. And I want to acknowledge and, and thank you um, for that. So that's why having my moment of, like, standing outside of Harper, Harpo back when you guys were uh, just getting ready to move everything to L.A., in 2015, I remember I like took a picture in front of the sign and walked up to the door and visualized myself walking through the door, like just stood there for a minute, made the cabbie wait for me and did this whole thing and then posted it. And like two minutes later, uh, you messaged me and I was like, oh my God, I'm magical. I can manifest anything. <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> I can imagine. I can oh my totally God. imagine. I was like, I've never been so high in my life. Like it was, Listen, that it was is so how amazing. I felt the, first, the first day I walked into work there, I felt that way. I felt like, oh, my gosh, I am a wizardress. 
that I right? have, so I have a magic this, touch. That <laughs> I have conjured this for myself. It was unbelievable. Yeah, so how has manifesting uh, changed your life? Or, you know, I know you've done so much work with that. And like you said, Abraham Hicks is such a powerful um, voice in, in that space. How yeah, has it changed, well, you know, your life? Well, it's an under, you know, here's, here's a, a new understanding I have when, when I used to be a big goal setter where it's like starting Monday and in 30 days. And, and what I realize, what I, what, what's in my bones now is it's this, this up-leveling your life, which is evolving, 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 evolving your consciousness, your health, your, your, your manifesting, your relationships, um, you know, from, from, from the littles to the bigs from your littlest choices to, to, to the big ones, is uh, it's an ongoing living process. You know, it, it, there's an ebb, there's a flow, there's, you know, it, it's a step back, three steps forward. It's, it's, it's something that you are, it's, it's living clay that you are molding with your hands yeah. on a daily basis. And listen, there may be a day when you're like, I'm just going to stay in my pajamas and, and do some um, Netflix binging. And that's okay. That's totally yep. okay. It's like, it's like it's kind of listening to what do I need now? What do I need now? And, and what is it that I most want? And checking in with yourself on it often enough so life doesn't get past you. You don't want to f- wake up five years from now and realize you've made no, you've spent no time focusing on any of your dreams. Absolutely, so you plan that, it a that bit. is the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I do. I feel like a wizard dress. Um, you know, since I since I wrote the beautiful no, uh, you know, a million things are are, are going on, and um, my, my life just continues to as, as quickly as I want it. Um, up level and evolve. You know, sometimes I love that. Sometimes love that you it feels like, this is too fast. <laughs> you know, woo, too yeah. many things going on, too many opportunities. Slow it down a little bit, but as quickly yeah. as I want. And and what what it and what it all depends upon is my willingness to pay attention to how I'm speaking my life into being. To take my beautiful so nose and say, and say thank you, thank you for that beautiful no. Um, um, I, you know, I'll find out down the road why that was so, what, that, why that was so necessary, mm-hmm. and and continue on. But that that focusing, being willing to focus every day and say, you know, like you know, you're sitting there, you're feeling a little blue, you know, you're feeling a little off your game, and then you say, what, what am I saying? What's my story that's going on right. here? Oh, um, you know, am I, am, I, am I letting what's happening externally shape my own personal narrative? Or can I look at what's happening externally and say, okay, it's a call for all of us to rise up and do better, and, and that means me too. So um, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's that kind of personal management, life management, becoming the capital C coach of yourself, becoming the capital E expert of your own life. You know, Sarah, I spent, you know, maybe 20 years of my life in self-help book aisles, you know, looking for somebody who had the answers. 
And at a certain right. point, you've got to say, I'm going to stop seeking and become a finder. Absolutely. And I'm going to start implementing the parts that work and leave the ones yeah. that don't and come up with my own path. And, and that's really what you did in your middle-of-life renovation. I love that term so much. Um, yes. Where you kind of sat down and was like, okay, what needs an upgrade? What needs a change? What's going to happen here? So That's talk right. to us a little bit about your health journey and your weight journey. You talk a lot about it in the book. I released that probably most of anything. It's, it's been my yeah. freaking battle since well, I was I mean, 11 I, years I old. Can't, I, I, I just, that has been, you know, for those of us who have struggled with weight, it's just a real bugaboo. You know, it's hard. Yep. It's hard because, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's our comfort. It's our celebration. It's, you know, a lot of things are tied up in it, and you just can't stop, you know, stop doing it. So, um, you know, I would say f- what, what's happened for me, and, I would, and, and I'm about, oh, 65%, you know, to where I want to be. And what, what Which that's is so amazing. Is, Congratulations, by the way. That's thank amazing. you. It's just leaning into health. It's, you know, it's like, okay, I want, I want to be involved in functional medicine, um, having a, a, a doctor of fun- functional medicine, so gut testing, you know, all those kinds of leading-edge things, I, I stay involved in that. Um, I do, like right now I'm, I'm detoxing heavy metals because I tested really high on lead, but I take that seriously. And so I make sure I'm doing that. Um, I, I'm continually looking to um, tweak my modalities and how I'm moving my body. For a while there, I had terrible osteoarthritis pains in my, uh, oh, you're going to have to be quiet now, honey. Please be (laughs) quiet. Don't start now. You have the cutest puppy in the whole world. Oh, my God. She's totally adorable. Y'all go look at her Instagram and see this adorable. I'll let you know, by the way, thanks to you, I'm sitting here with my tall glass of iced lemon water, pretty much more lemon than, than water, but I'm telling you, I'm drinking it every day, doing my yeah. cleanse well, see, out. Those, those you know? are, that's one of the littles. You know, you make that decision mm-hmm. to really get super, super hydrated. I mean, that right there is a step, it, you know, is a big vote for your own health and wellness. And huge. It's huge. It's, it's very life-changing, and that's giving up the diet. I was a diet soda a- addict forever. Yeah, Diet Coke over here. You know, just, just big gulp my, myself right to, you know, you know all day long. Um, and, and, and now I, I do green tea, or I do a mushroom elixir, or I do a decaf coffee with some nut milk. I am, as of January, I now, I, I now don't um, use animal products at all. In my food. Wow! So, Congratulations. Yeah. That's a huge transformation. Huge. Yeah, and it takes so much great like dedication. Feels good. Feels yeah. really good. It feels really good to, um, um, you know, to just really take that out and and just really be super nourished with with plants. And I have a big garden, and so like today it's going to be salad from the garden with cucumbers and carrots and onions it's going to be quite delish so so that's the thing yeah that's the thing it's just looking at health and wellness as not a punishment but a joy right yeah yeah and and truly like they say it has to at some point 
click with you that it's a way of life. You know what I mean? That the mindset piece has to come in and support it. Was that something that you actively worked on, um, kind of what you were saying to yourself around health, weight, things like that? For sure. I mean, I, I've practiced it. So, many, so many horrible things. You know, like, li- like listening to um, when I really, really first started looking at this about four years ago and like, oh, my gosh, you wouldn't speak to anybody that way, yeah. the things I was so saying true. to myself. And, and, and it's so practiced that the, the neuro pathways on that ran deep. You know, just it was so deep. I, uh, you're so Life fat, long, that yeah. looks bad. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you're such a failure at this. Um, and and yet, not getting to the underlying issues that I just was stressed to to, to the gills with right. no no and, and and no anchored practices to deal with it. You know, if you're in a high stress situation. High stress job, lots of responsibility, um, a lot going on. You better not miss your meditation, and you better not miss your yoga, and you better dial down the caffeine, and you better drink more water, and you better yeah. eat a lot of nourishing plants. You've got to, because that what you're doing is literally regulating your your energy system. You're regulating your nervous system so you can contend. With so many balls exactly, in the so you can show up. Yep, so you can show up. Do you, you think know, otherwise you're numbing? Otherwise you're numbing. You're numbing completely. yourself with cheese and pizza and wine and diet soda. Yep, absolutely. Do you think that story is changing at all? You know, I know there's been a lot of very active campaigns in the last, I don't know, five years, maybe more, uh, to change the story of women's bodies, how we see our bodies, and, and things like that. Do you think it's it's working as far as you know, when when I grew up, it was Cosmo and just Kate yeah. Moss. Like, that was pretty much all there was. Um, and that messaging was so strong. And so, you know, I know that women like you and me and many other women out there are really trying to change that narrative and be more real and more um, kinder yeah. and more accepting and also be healthy. I don't know. I think, I think yes. I think there are more examples of, 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 of beauty. Um, I also think that the universe is, is conspiring. Um, lo- look at everything's connected. So the way we treat the planet, the way we treat animals, the way we treat ourselves, it's all connected. And it's no accident that all of a sudden plant-based milks are through the, the, the sales are through the roof. There's no accident that all the burger joints now have plant-based burgers. It's yep, no exactly. accident that these changes are happening because how you do one thing, I, I love this. Who said this to me once? I, I wish I could attribute this properly, but the way you do one thing is often the way you do all things. So we treat ourselves so better. We treat the planet better. We treat others better. We treat animals better. We treat animals better. We treat ourselves better. We treat the planet better. You know, we're, we're all connected. This is a very connected, energetic um, earth system we have going on. And, and I just think, I think, that, I think that the necessity to, to start manifesting a, a healthier and better world is just going to impact us all personally and as 
you know, a country and, and, and as a globe. Absolutely. Having those personal awakenings really do lead to, to larger community awakenings, awakenings within our friendships and right. our own communities and our online presence and all of those things. And I think no matter if someone has a platform or not, if you have friends, if you have kids, if you have families, that's your platform. I mean, we can make a difference and a change in every interaction that we have um, and carry yeah. that forward. It's, it's so powerful. And I know uh, you and Nancy have dream camp that, you know, thanks to COVID, as, as with everything, yeah. um, you were will be. Come to dream camp. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I, I know. know. I know. But we're going to, uh, we want everyone to stay uh, connected with you so that they can come next year when that yes. is announced. Yes. Um, so go listen, listen to the, show, the, the Sherry and too. Nancy yes. show. All the, all the, uh, it's on all the podcast things. My website is sherrysalata.com. Um, and I also have, I have uh, links to the podcast and to our other platforms there. So, yep. Oh, my God, guys, go get the beautiful no. Get it on uh, Audible, and Sherry will read to you in your ear. I love it. <laughs> or get the, get the uh, book like I do with your highlighter and go through and take those uh, lessons away. And then obviously go follow uh, on Insta as well. And I'll put all those links in our show notes today. Sherry, I cannot thank you enough for everything you've done for me, for all of your listeners, for the world, um, and for being on the show and for being my friend. <laughs> oh, I love you. I am your friend, Sarah. I am your friend. Everybody, thanks for listening. I loved spending this time with you. And let, let's chat again, Sarah. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review, and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on The Sarah Centrella Show.